right, y'all. Welcome to Fearless Talk with Tiana Patrice, the place to be each and every Friday to be inspired and empowered to live your best life on the other side of fear. Now, I'm your host, Tiana Patrice, and today, y'all, we are with our very special guest, Miss Audrea Richmond. Woo woo! Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, so, Audrea is the branding and marketing genius. And if you don't know Audrea, listen, you better go follow her right now so you can get all of this genius up in your life because I'm so serious about this. So, Audrea is the branding and marketing genius and founder of the Building Big Brands Agency. It's a popular award-winning web and graphic design branding and marketing consultant. Her genius lies in her ability to create stunning designs and coach digital entrepreneurs, small business owners, creative executive leaders, and industry influencers on how to develop a profitable personal brand. Now, in the last two years, her clients have generated more than $1 million in revenue all by tapping into the real essence of their passion and talent. Known for her straight talk and big personality, Audrea's work has garnered nearly a dozen awards and has been featured in various online publications, conferences, and podcasts. We're excited to have you today. Welcome, Audrea. What's cracking? How you doing? Yes. Okay. So I have been friends with you for quite some time. We started into this online business type journey vortex <laughs> right sometimes i call it the vortex of doom because a lot of times people exactly like, what this world really looks like but we really kind of started in the space together now before that you had been running you know definitely six-figure businesses before you were in photography and you know and things of that nature we'll talk about that but i want you to really tell us more about who you are who is audrea who is the girl behind building big brands and what inspires you to help people build big brands? Okay, so I'm so glad you asked that question. I would say uh, one of the things that that makes, I guess me personally, I would say that um, I love movies. That's me all day, every day. I love documentaries. I love history. And, and just to sum it up, I love learning. And I want to tell you my reason behind loving to learn. Like, I love learning. So one of the reasons I love to learn is because um, back when I got started with photography, I wanted to learn how to take pictures. And the guy that I reached out to, he was very hesitant. He didn't want to really teach me. And it really frustrated me because this was the first time that I really wanted to know something and I really wanted to learn by a particular person and that person didn't want to teach me for whatever reason, right? Maybe they saw me as a threat. Hell, I don't know, right? Um, but one of the things that I do realize is that nobody is going to teach you anything for free, right? And once I got that stuck in my little thick head back then, because I was super young, you know, I would say my early 20s. Uh, when I got that through my head, I actually went to uh, um, Barnes & Nobles and bought this book by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kelby, Scott Kelby, right? He wrote this digital photography book. And that was the first book that really taught me how to take pictures like a pro. And to be honest with you, I surpassed a lot of photographers because I self-taught my, myself the things that I wanted to learn. And I think one of the things about learning is that you can curate your education. Like you don't necessarily, you know how when you go to high school, you got to take whatever they give you. Or when you go to college, you got to take all of these, these classes. They got jack to do with what you're trying to learn. Uh, but one thing about self-development, when you begin to go and learn for yourself, you can pick and choose your path and your journey and what you want to learn. And from that day forward, you know, 
the rest is history because I no longer had to get permission from other people to teach me where I wanted to go. Definitely. Okay. So what would you say from there? Because you did that for, for a while and then right. now moving into, you know, helping digital entrepreneurs and thought leaders and executive leaders build these huge powerhouse brands. You know, what inspired you to start doing that part of your business? Um, I really love personal branding because I feel like everybody is an expert. I know a lot of people hate that word, but the truth of the matter is we are an expert in something. Maybe, you know, something happened to you in your personal life. Uh, maybe you went through a divorce and you were able to conquer it. Most people don't recover from from um, divorces. Um, maybe you have self-esteem issues and you were able to start loving yourself like nobody's business. Um, maybe you were beat up in high school, you was bullied or whatever the case may be. But I feel like everybody has a little bitty baby expert in them. And I feel like your beyond personal branding, all of us have a legacy. And I feel like the best way to put your legacy out in the world is to brand yourself, whether that's for business, whether that's for personal life or whatever. I mean, even when you look at pastors and authors and anybody with some type of platform, they all have a personal brand about themselves. Even if they are a CEO of companies, people tend to buy from people, not necessarily companies. Um, and that's why I love personal branding because it's an easy gateway to anything you want to start, any business, um, any organization, any nonprofit, whatever you want to start, I personally believe that building your personal brand is the best way to connect your relationships and really go to the next level. Oh, I absolutely agree. And from my experience with even working with you, um, what I love about working with you, Audrea, is you, you know, you get to know the client, you get to know the person first, and you infuse their personality into their personal brand. And a lot of people are afraid to do that. And we want to talk about that really quickly. But also, in going back into regards to people buy from people, I tell, tell that to people all the time. And you'll see mm -hmm. that a lot of these corporations now are getting more personal in their brands. You can even yes. talk progressive. Progressive doesn't sell insurance. Flow sells progressive insurance. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So we, we now have to become more personal to connect with our dreams. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just people, again, people buy from people. And it doesn't have to be, sometimes it doesn't even have to be the best product. It's about how right. you personally make a person feel. Exactly. And I think you're able to take a person's personality, their brand, their, their personal brand, and infuse that into their digital brand, whether it is an author or a pastor or a coach. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I know when you were working with a music artist or something like that. Right. Dope. And when I land on those websites, I not only see a beautiful brand, but I see the person. I see mm -hmm. the person behind that brand. And that's, um, I think that's where when we talk, call you a genius. That's amazing. <laughs> you look at it and you go, oh my gosh. She's <laughs> totally a genius in, in, in what she does. And I like that you said that everybody's an expert. I, I tell people that even my daughter is an expert in teaching the one-year-old how to walk. You know what I mean? Exactly. We all have mm -hmm. something in us, within us, that we can teach people. And mm -hmm. so even with A Million Fearless Strong, with the Fearless Tour, as we're encouraging and impacting these women along this movement, what we really want them to do is shift their mindset around tradition. You don't right. have Ooh, to yes. follow the tradition. Please you know, don't. <laughs> start, and start thinking multiple streams of income, even if you're in your career. Even if you really don't want to be your own boss, how can you bring in an additional $500 into your, your household by focusing on your personal brand, the things that you love and the things right. you're passionate mm -hmm. about? The things you're already getting paid to do. Right. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't realize that. Whatever you're doing at your corporate job, how can you even take that mm -hmm. and infuse that into now a personal side gig or side hustle? Because right. It's secure. So 
Audrey, do you feel, well, first, let me ask you this. Were you always your own boss or were you working on a nine to five before? <laughs> yes, uh, I had a nine to five. I think everybody has, um, um, at least in America. <laughs> uh, I, um, I started off working as a customer service rep at Kroger. Uh, then I went and worked at FedEx as a cargo handler, throwing boxes off the conveyor belt. Um, then I went off to be a flight attendant, um, worked at Best Buy as a sales associate. So um, I've had quite a few jobs, but it wasn't until I was a flight attendant that I really didn't like being a flight attendant. Like everybody thinks being a flight attendant is glorious. It is probably one of those jobs where you just like, oh my God, I got to put on this uniform today. I got to get on a plane. I got to, you know, pour up this Bloody Mary juice. If you're a flight attendant, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like everybody requests these different things. You got to go all over the place. And it was just a headache. And I really missed being away from home. So um, I got out of that very quickly. And I would say for the past eight years, I have been, you know, 100% entrepreneur. So, Wow. So first off, I think that's a brilliant story <laughs> because you just shared with us. A lot of people think that entrepreneurs come from like these, oh, I was working at this Fortune 500 company. Right. <laughs> my own business and now I'm this six-figure boss. No, you're like, wait a minute. I was slinging boxes at FedEx. Don't let right. it <laughs> And I got so frustrated. I made a change in my life. But mm -hmm. I want to talk about that frustration. Did you ever fear? Because we're talking about being fearless, right? So along right. the journey, did you ever fear that that was going to be it for you? The sling in the boxes, the customer service representative, or the flight attendant? Uh -uh. Were you ever afraid that that was going to be it for you? No, never. Like, um, I would think my biggest fear was how was I going to eat? That was my biggest fear. I think everybody fear around being an entrepreneur is how do I make recurring revenue, period. Okay. You know what I mean? If I'm going to quit this thing that I know I'm going to get money from every week, every two weeks, or however you get paid, how does that translate into recurring revenue if I choose to follow this? And so many people are so scared of that one thing. That's why people say I got a side hustle because they, they, they afraid to go all in. And I'm going to tell you, God don't bless you until you go all in. And some people will say, well, that's not true. You know, I had a nine to five and I worked at corporate and I did very well before I quit. And I'm going to tell you, until you hit rock bottom, you will not hustle at your highest level. And I can tell Hello? <laughs> Is this thing? Yes. Oh, yes. This is Shirley. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just one of those things where people feel like, you know, um, I have a lot of, I know a lot of people who still work a job and for the life of them, they don't have a clue of what it feels like to get your car taken. And not, I'm not saying that has to be everybody's truth, but what I am saying is that you have to be willing to lose and risk something. In addition to that, you got to be okay with failing. You have to know that failure is not necessarily an indication of you suck, you're not work, you're worthless, you're not worth anything, but it's an indication that you didn't do something right, so it's time to try again. You know, it's permission to try again. That's what failure is. And I think people look at it in, in, in a bad way, like it's this horrible thing, and that's not necessarily true. You know, to, to, and even going there, I love that you didn't have a fear of where you were was going to be it. There's a lot of people who fear that where they are is going to be it, so they don't try anything at all. Instead of allowing that fear to fuel them and propel them into doing more. Right. And also, I, you know, I put a status on Facebook this, this week that said rock bottom is sometimes what you need to catapult you to the top. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to make sacrifices. And sometimes those sacrifices don't come with necessarily the best. And they ain't cute. They ain't cute, especially when you marry. When you got a man too, come on. Or a baby. Hello? Yes. Right. <laughs> And you sit here like, oh, that that wasn't the best decision I made. But you know what? I learned something from it. And so what we do, we fear failure. A lot of people fear failure. A lot of women. I mean, I've been on this this movement of being fearless. And I talk to women all the time. I say, okay, well, tell me what your fear is. In order for me to be great at what I'm doing, I need to know what you're truly afraid of. And you're afraid of failure. Well, why are you afraid of failure? And I hear, well, what would people say about me? What would happen? think about me mm-hmm. um you know i'm not gonna how do i bounce back from failure what happens when i lose it all you know so what happens is we as a human race we internalize failure mm-hmm. so what would you say had helped you push beyond your fear on a daily basis on a weekly basis when failure because we know that failure is necessary yeah you see you're smiling right okay so we know what we need but what would you right. say has helped you get to that place, get to that mindset where you don't internalize your failure and you keep pushing beyond your fear. I stopped asking people who were living regular lives what you think. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> to tap this screen one more time. Say that one more time. I stopped asking regular what? people what do you think. Yes. Oh, girl, go ahead. Like if you, you know, if you work in a job, and you've never, ever, 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 ever seen an idea to fruition, seen it in the in the universe, and then I ask you what you think, guess what you're going to give me? You're going to give me fearless thoughts. You're Not fearless thoughts. You're going to give me these fearful thoughts. You're going to start telling me, girl, I can never do that. Because what you're, put, what you're putting in me is what you're thinking. So if I allow you to put your thoughts inside of me, then I have to, one, if I allow myself I might be influenced by that, especially if I'm not well-developed in that area. And that's why we have to be mindful of who who we tell our ideas to. We have to be mindful of who we share information with. We have to be mindful of who we call our friends, because at the end of the day, what you're putting inside of you is what people upbringing, their belief system, um, their religious beliefs, everything. Whenever you ask somebody for their opinion, what they're doing is taking their state of life where they are right now in this state of being and compiling it into thoughts and then they're going to tell you in the form through their mouth out their lips to tell you and then you're going to sit there and listen to it and if you take one second to believe it you that might be the end of you yes oh my goodness there's so much i want to say first of all first of all (laughs) first of all i always say for anybody who is listening to this podcast watching this vlog right now you don't have your pen and your pencil out you aren't (laughs) If you are adding Audrey Richmond and adding Tiana Patrice right now, shame on you. Because we <laughs> right now. Listen, I always tell people you can't tell basic people brilliant ideas. Tell you can't. Because mm-hmm. all you do is get a basic answer. And if you aren't well developed, you'll start living a basic life. Exactly. You have to surround yourself around extraordinary people. If you like they say you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with. Yes. If you hang out with five broke people, you are only gonna be the sixth broke one. And that's not just broke financially. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people are broke mentally. But I was going to say this. In addition to that, because you, we got to also keep this in mind too, right, uh, Tiana? Some of us don't have friends, right? Right? So we don't have friends. Who who, who, who are those five people, right? So those five people can now be five things. 
It's the five things you watch. It's the five things you read. It's the five things. It's the five places you go to all the time. It's the it's the five streets you won't change up on your way to work. Right. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy? A lot of people always are saying, you know, remember my tagline when I first started with no excuses, only brilliant results. Right. I can't I can't do excuses, right? And so when someone comes to me and says, Well, I don't have five extraordinary people, da da da. Okay, well, what I've learned, even as a, being a single parent living in Atlanta, Georgia, struggling to, you know, keep the lights on and make it and, you know, mm -hmm. start an event planning company, I needed help. Right. When you need help, you have to go and create your own support system. Yes. People will think that me and you have met, been friends since. <laughs> right. And we created this support system through online. I want to tell you guys, I've been knowing Audrea Richmond for more than two years. We have met one time and that was in person one time and that was still after a year of knowing each other and you would never know it you have to create your own support system and sometimes mm -hmm. that's from joining groups online and having the power and the spirit of discernment to discern and align with people who are you know like you at your right mm -hmm. I love it so Audrea would you say because I know that I did I know that I hit that point where maybe I was a little afraid to show up as myself authentically yes when I first started my business and I know these are conversations that you and I have had so have you ever been afraid to really show up as you yourself yes. wholeheartedly, authentically in your business yes I would say and I know this sounds like so silly but when I hit 30 I had this spirit of no give a damnness <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know if that's a spirit but I just it just came over me as I just don't God is no give a damnness a word <laughs> <laughs> I just I think what happened was for so long, I was living under the spirit of what people would think, what my fans would think, what would my potential customers think. And I realized that I was denying people of real experience because, you know, the people that know me personally know I'm funny, know I'm goofy, know that I'm brilliant. But the people who, how I showed up online, it was so polished. It was like, you know, do she got any? You know, and then it wasn't until, and then I've always been a super open person on social media anyway. So I started being more transparent and stuff like that. So I, I personally feel like before you can be 100% authentic, you first have to know who you are, right? Like it's no use of being authentically fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of people we know that are just 100% fake. And they fake in every every walk of a man. So I just personally feel like uh, right now, I feel like I'm being me right now. I feel like I don't really care. You know, I'm just at this. I wouldn't necessarily say I don't care. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't I don't allow what my you know what people think of me to determine where I'm going. If that yeah. makes sense. And it's so amazing that you say that because at the fearless tour, I do this, um, my session is about activating your fearless. So I go through what activating your fearless looks like. And a part of that is letting go of the ideas or what other people think about you. Again, mm. you can't expect basic people to give you brilliant ideas and you can't expect basic people to be able to lead you into the right. that you deserve. Mm. Um, I love, so when you, if someone, the, for the women who are listening to this podcast right now, who are watching this blog, what is what is one thing that you would say to them right now when it when it comes to being who they are truthfully, truthfully and standing in their truth? 
Um, don't don't allow your culture to de de to define who you are as a person. So I know you're thinking like, what are you talking about? Like a lot of times we are byproducts of our environment, meaning how we grew up, how we were taught to learn. All of that stuff reflects us in our even the jobs we pick. You know how you how you were brought up determines what jobs you would apply for. You know what type of people you would hang out around. And I think you have to be so you have to allow yourself to to be lonely uh and, and this yes like <laughs> you gotta allow yourself to be lonely because before i met calvin i was a lonely sister you know i got to the point where i was blogging i was journaling uh, i was just doing a lot of different things that didn't include people you know just now i went to the movies by myself like you have to start doing things alone like i went to dave and buster's yesterday by myself and people were like what you went to david Buster's? like that's normally a place you go with friends family stuff like that me i'm in there just chilling like let me get a bar burger you know i'm just chilling and for the first time i feel comfortable to get up put on clothes and i say uh, do Calvin want to go? Y'all know who Calvin is. That's my husband. You know, do Calvin want to go? Um, who can I call? Who who will go with me? We have to we have to learn how to stop including people in our experiences so we can so we can fully engage with it. So and fully engage with yourself. Yes. I went to a point in my life, and you know, I think my daughter might have been just one years old, um, where that was my definitely my lonely period. But right. it, period of being alone and I'll tell people this all the time you know my business is based on faith family and freedom God is my homie love the way that man loves me right and so for me it was allowing myself to be vulnerable in my point of loneliness where I could hear God's voice and word for my life and it was a, it was a way for me to be still because I'm right. always talking I'm always mm -hmm. moving and so that's the only time that I could really hear what was my for my next in life so sometimes right to be okay with being alone and a lot of people are afraid of that well what does that look like when i'm alone that means getting your ish together that means right. focusing on what you love focusing on your desires of your heart and then being able to clearly articulate those things right and move forward in those things in your life so i love that being okay with being alone so you can truly find out who you are and truly find your voice articulate that and show up whether it's in your life your business your career because as we're on this movement, it's not just about entrepreneurship. It's about right. being being the best version of you so that right. you can go out and stand boldly, you know, in your life and career. So I would also I would also add to that is um not even if you don't necessarily hang out with people, but also allow yourself to be silent. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are always riding with music on in the car. Like it'd be times where I'm just in the car, no radio, and just allow myself to think. I'm in the shower, no music, allow myself to think. I'm at the house, no TV, allow myself to think. Like you have to start creating these quiet spaces and places. Even if you don't, even if you live with somebody, go in the bathroom. Nobody ain't gonna bust in on you, hopefully. Unless but you, you can your old Chloe be underneath right. the door like you Right, exactly. But no, I, I definitely understand and agree with you. Sometimes you just need that si silent time. That right. Quiet. When are you quiet? So that's a question for you ladies who are listening in right now. When are you most quiet? When mm -hmm. are you most quiet? That's going to be the time of your day, of your life, when you're really going to be able to, again, get in clear with who you are right. and, again, what's next for your life. Okay, Andrea. So we talked about fear. We talked about being fearless. I know because I know you. I'm like, okay, all these questions that I want to ask you, and I know we only have a certain amount of time. But one of the things you said is you feel like just now, 
who just turned 30 this year that you are you're getting it like I don't care what people think about me I'm gonna be Audrey I'm gonna show up in my business booty I'm gonna say what I want to say on social media and I don't you know and I don't care um and another thing stop asking for permission or or advice from people who ain't constructed a doggone thing (laughs) earlier we gotta stop asking basic people for advice and also asking advice or taking criticism from people who ain't constructed nothing yes and so now that you're on this path of acknowledging your fear right knowing those things that you're afraid of but taking action you know anyways now that you're on this path would you say that that you have truly activated your fear list are you able to recognize when your fears come around yes so okay so let's talk a little bit about that okay so So, go ahead (laughs) yeah i was gonna say um um i'll give you an example today okay right before this interview i'm in the process of launching my book and i wanted to reach out to a person and i ne- i haven't necessarily known known this person for for a long time however we have met up a couple times in atlanta for meetups and i don't have a lot of people here i know in atlanta so i'm i'm still establishing relationships here so i was so afraid to ask her because she's she's a pr specialist and she knows a lot of people and stuff like that and i felt like she was going to be extremely busy and why would she want to be on my book lunch team? And I just, I built up all of these different reasons on why she would say no. And it's like, I had to die myself before it even happened. Right. And I was like, let me just, I was like, let me just ask and see what she say. She was like, sure. What it entails. No problem. I'm looking at the message. Like think about how many people I have not asked or how many opportunities that have been missed because I was so afraid to open my mouth and ask. So um, another another place that I see it showing up is um, being in the news, like in the media. Like I'm so used to people asking me, hey, you want to be interviewed and stuff like that. And I think that's good, um, especially if you built a brand around people actually acknowledging and wanting to work with you. But what about when you want to start creating your own media experiences, start reaching out to people, getting in the media? Now I've been on the news, but I can tell that on all of those experiences, I've always been super, you could tell I was scared on these on, on camera. I'm like, yes, Mr. Cameraman. You know, like I look super scared. And I, I'm just at a point now where I want to start booking speaking gigs. And I want to start being in the media more because I know I have something to say. I know I'm interesting. Like I know these things are there. I just have to get my mind around all of these different insecurities around being seen, right? Gotcha. So the first thing you talked about is you were so afraid. Fear had snuck in and convinced you that the person was going to say no, that you weren't even good enough, that this person was too big and busy for you, right? And right. then you said, you know what, Fear, I hear you, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to ask. And the worst that they can say is no. And then right. you got it. A lot of us are allowing fear to creep in so much and convince us that we are unworthy, that we don't mm-hmm. deserve. I say that fear is a consistent hustler. But if right. <laughs> Because fear doesn't go to sleep, so if right. fear is consistent, then we must be that that consistent, much more consistent in our ask, right, for the yes, mm-hmm. and um, you know, um, just our faith and our daily actions, our fearless actions, right? right. So acknowledging that fear, acknowledging that fear has a job to do. That's mm-hmm. the, we try to ignore our fear, and right? Fear has become you know just so much a part of our life and our comfort zone that we just go. We sit right. back on the couch and take a selfie and be like, this bay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so I love that you said, think about how many times I have missed 
inexperienced or missed a moment or missed a deal just because I was afraid to ask. So now, Audrea, because you've done it, you asked, you pushed past that fear. If this were to creep up again, how do you think you would handle it? I'm not, it's not going to come up again. Because I think once you do it one time, I, I don't see fear repeating itself more than once. Like, I, I don't. I can see you getting nervous around something. But I, I feel like once you get past that first, you know, response of doing something, I think, it, therefore, everything is good, right? Um, even when I launched my brand online, I was like, who would listen to me? I'm this new chick on the block. And, you know, the way that the brand has grown in such a short period of time and to be recognized as a thought leader in this space in such a short period of time shows me that I'm really good at branding, you know, and I need to be proud of that, you know, because I think sometimes we just, we, we, we do great things and then we like, when did nobody say I was great? So I must not be. And it's like, no, hell no. I'm great. I'm the bomb.com. You put some respect on my fearless. Listen, what we're going to do today is stand up bold and greatly and make the world put some respect on our fearless. I believe that's why it's so important to keep amazing people around you. Because I remember when you and I both were going through that season in our life and business, like, I don't know if I'm good at this. I don't know. Right. Like, girl, you better shut up. You're great. You right. Can- what you're saying that's not gonna always come from the people you expect I I don't know nobody hearing me right now like I gotta look in the camera on this one it's not gonna always come from the people you expect like I'm still waiting on my mom to recognize me the way I see other people recognize me you know what I mean like my mom should be like oh Audrey good job but it's never that like good job like you get from somebody that don't know you. It's not like that sincere email you get in the middle of the night from a stranger. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of love I'm still waiting on. And I have to understand, and I think this is something that I have chose to have chosen to accept, is that my mom is not gonna love me the way I want her to love me. My mom is gonna love me the way she know how to love me. And I think to piggyback off of that, we need to understand that sometimes the support isn't going to come from mama, sister, cousin, baby, dad, husband, all Mm -hmm. of that. It is going to come a lot of times from where you least expect it. But we have to appreciate that, accept that, hone in on that and love that. Because a Mm -hmm. lot of times people don't support because they don't understand. Or just because they're just not going to support, you know. But I remember when I was interested or they're not interested or whatever. We have to understand that we're not for everybody. Everybody isn't going to be for us either. And Mm. I remember when I first started my business, my mom was kind of looking like, you're going to do what now? You're going to quit this job. I didn't help you get through school. You're going to do (laughs) What's your problem? People start thinking you sick in the mind. In the head. And she's like, okay, I guess. Now, my grandmother on the other end was like, come home. I'm so excited. We'll figure this out. You're right. Right, but my mama was like looking at all of those student loan bills, like, <laughs> but also she didn't understand what I was saying that it was God was calling me to do. Now, on this end, now that she's seen it and things of that nature, she's so much more supportive. But when I first started out, homegirl wasn't hearing that. She was like, right. oh, 
So if this don't work out in a month, I mean, I believe in you, but I also believe you better go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes we, you know, people, they come on board slowly, but, mm -hmm. but also on the flip side of that, we can't always expect support to come from what we imagine that it, it definitely right. So, Audrey, with all of these amazing things that you have going on, tell us what is next for you. What's next for Audrea, your personal brand? What's next for building big brands? And also, how can we learn more about you and all your habits? <laughs> okay, well, I'm in the process of writing my first book. It's called, Are You Ready for the Yes? How to Prep Your Personal Brand for Lucrative Opportunities. Um, this book came out of my frustration of seeing people who like think they ready. I like to say the word think. Um, it's all in their head. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I can't think of who said it. What's the TD Jakes? I don't know. But you know, they always think they ready, right? And when it's when it's time to get down to the nitty gritty, here go the checklist. Ah, let me get back with you. Let me follow up with you. So really this book is is meant to mentally prepare people as well as physically prepare people for their personal brand. Um, so as far as the agency is concerned, we're still developing um, events, products, training material. I'm actually moving my brand more into like product and uh, training and stuff like that. Um, and that's pretty much what I'm currently working on right now. I'm trying to stay focused. Like when you, when you have so many ideas, it's hard to be focused on one idea. So I'm trying to focus on the book. Um, and um, that's pretty much what's happening right now. You can learn about me at arjurichman.com. That is the home base for pretty much everything you need to know. Absolutely. Well, girl, listen, I am so excited. I cannot wait to get my copy of the book. And you're so right. I'm glad that with being creatives, we're able to, you know, focus on our focus by being focused and knowing when's the best time to launch those things, but also right. being ready for the yes when it's time to launch, when it's time to get that check, when it's time to take that next step in your business. So I am yes. so excited about grabbing my copy of the book. You guys will be seeing it on the blog. You'll be getting my review from it, definitely. And I'll be helping, because I'm a part of the launch team, so I'll be happy helping push that out, too. So I'm really excited. <laughs> okay, Audrea, so as we end each segment, this is what we do. When we're at the Fearless Tour, this is actually Chapter 2 in 52 Shades of Fearless. Um, it's called Dear Fear. So I have women write a letter to their fear, because I believe in order to activate our fearless, we must first acknowledge where our fear truly is. So in a few words, Starting with dear fear, what would you say to fear today? Dear fear, if you don't get out my face and get your life, we're going to have a serious problem. Okay? I know you are there, but you will not have any control over my thoughts, over my ideas, over the people I connect with, or any growth of where I am going. I know you are there, but... You can ride on the sideline with me because you will not take first place in the development and growth of my life. Girl, oh my gosh. Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like we're going to fearless church up in here. <laughs> that was good. Oh my goodness. That made me get my life. See, I hope fear got his life because I got mine. <laughs> be nice. Right, exactly. Fear sitting over there like I said, I'm going to Right. <laughs> All right, ladies, so make sure that you tune in each and every Friday for Fearless Talk with Tiana Patrice, where we get candid, inspire, and give you tips and strategies you need to live your best life on the other side of fear. Now, we're on a mission to impact the lives of one million women 
helping them and encouraging them to take the fearless pledge. So make sure that you join the movement and head over to www.amillionfearlessstrong.org today. Make sure you subscribe and share to inspire others. And we will see you next Friday on the other side of fear. Thank you, Audrea. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>